This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, beloved, welcome to another chapter of the Book of Sean, people. This <laughs> is going to be a great show tonight. You're going to love my guest. I love her already. Nakia Gabby Turner is here. She's from the hit show Abbott Elementary, and she is here to talk about her journey, right? She's had a journey. You see people on the screen and you think you know them. Truth of the matter is you don't actually know. There's more to people than what you see. That's just, that doesn't just count for people on the screen. That counts for everybody you know, okay? People who are actually in your life. We all, we all are moving through something and dodging something, and she's had a journey, a journey with cancer. It's a journey of not just of the body, but also of the heart. And I can't wait to listen to her story, to learn from her, and hopefully to inspire her to go to greater heights and to have a different relationship with the journey that she's lived with respect to illness and survival. You're gonna to get to hear from a survivor tonight, okay? So take your shoes off. <laughs> the least you can do is take your shoes, because you might be standing on holy ground tonight. Yeah, how about that? You didn't see that coming, did you? I just slid that right in on you. We're gonna have a great show. We're gonna do some Ask Dr. Sean later. We're gonna do some headlines. And Hiley's back. Hiley, play the bumper, man. Yes, 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 check this out. So the University of Michigan did a survey and they found out that more than one out of 10 young adults uh, reported using marijuana on a daily basis. And in 2021, uh, uh, more than two of five young adults uh, also used it in the past year. Now, this is interesting, stay, stay with me, because daily rates of, of marijuana use have doubled in the past 10 years for young adults. That's not just including a nearly 50% increase in the last year. <laughs> Y'all smoking a lot of weed, people. <laughs> a lot of marijuana. That's what my mother used to call it, marijuana. This one over here is very excited about this story. Steve, this is you excited about this, huh? I'm not going to ask why, because I don't judge. It's not what I do. So, check this out. The use of marijuana and hallucinogens are at a record high. It went to a record high in 2021. And quite frankly, I don't think that I know anybody who doesn't smoke marijuana or use a, a C, CBD product. Like, I literally don't think that I know, I, I don't know anybody. There is nobody in my life who either does not smoke it or use the CBD product. Everybody that I know is, 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 is interacting with a hallucinogen <laughs> on some level. Everybody that I know, including me, because <laughs> I use CBD oil, okay? I got a problem smoking weed. I just don't get high when I smoke it. So, you know, it's kind of like a waste of time. And he always tells me, you're smoking the wrong stuff. But I'm just saying, I, I don't know. I think people are smoking more and using drugs more because people are overwhelmed. People are absolutely overwhelmed. And not just with life, and not just with life after COVID or during COVID. People are overwhelmed with the influx of information. Right. We are constantly getting opinions and, you know, what I'm saying the people with videos, it's, everything is just coming at us. Every time you pick up your phone, something is coming at you and people just want to escape. They want to they, they, they want to shut down. They want to tune out. Right. And more importantly, they want to cope and they want to survive. I'm not surprised that more people are smoking weed. Right. It doesn't surprise me at all. I totally give it. Get it rather. And, and, and listen. I wish, I wish we lived in a world where you didn't have to run from your problems or run for life, right? Or from life, rather. But the reality is that we do live in that world. And instead of condemning or judging people who are trying to cope the best way that they can, maybe we should get mad at the world that we created that makes them feel like they need to run. Come on, religious people. You're all so saved and sanctified and talking about the, the, the smoking of the marijuana. How, how about we get mad at the world? 
and not how our young people are trying to find the best way that they can to cope with the world that we gave them. <laughs> oh my God. But let me say something else. And this is the part you're not gonna see coming, which is why you watch this show. Because as much, as much as I understand why young people are smoking more weed and using more drugs and hallucinogens, I wanna invite young people to use this moment as an opportunity to understand why their parents and their grandparents wait for it, turn to religion. Because a lot of young people think that religion is a piece of crap and a waste of time and, and it's, you know, only the dumb do that. But what you need to understand is that the same reason why you're smoking weed and doing mushrooms or why your parents and your grandparents ran to Jesus because Jesus was the thing that helped them cope with the world that they were born into. And in as much as it's the case that my generation should not judge you for smoking weed, maybe you shouldn't judge my generation and my parents' generation for believing in something greater and bigger than ourselves. How about we stop judging each other and hold hands and decide that the only thing that matters is that we get to the end of life, even if we get there high. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> Hot grease, baby. All right. So this, this show, Nakia, this show, this show is going to get in your crawl, okay? This one's going to get in your crawl. A Texas judge, a Texas federal judge, has ruled that the ban that did not allow 18 to 20-year-olds to carry handguns is unconstitutional, further claiming that the law was against the Second Amendment and against what he calls so-called American history. So District Judge Mark Pittman is the judge who now believes that not allowing 18 to 20 year olds to carry a gun is wrong. <laughs> what? 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 He believes that if you're 18 to 19 years old, you should have a gun. And his reasoning is this. He wrote this down. His reasoning is minors were a part of state militias that existed in the formative years of American history. What? So what he's saying is because militias had minors in them when the Constitution was written, the Second Amendment was written, clearly the founders and the framers didn't have a problem with 18 and 19-year-olds carrying guns. So that's the standard now? <laughs> so the standard now is what was okay in the 18th century, which is the 1700s? So if it was okay in 1776, we should do it? Is that what you're saying, sir? Is that what you're saying, sir? I, he's not here, but I wish he was. You get it? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really giving it. I'm, is that what you're saying? Now, Trina won't let me cuss on this show because this is a daytime show and it's on network TV. And so I have to be holy up here. But you better know that it, I, ooh. Is that what we're saying? Okay, let's go over this. So in 1776, women couldn't vote. If that's the standard, are we going back to that? In 1776, black people couldn't vote. In 1776, white people who didn't own property couldn't vote. I mean, you, you making this the standard for carrying guns. Who's to say this won't be the standard for other stupid stuff that folks come up with? Come on, people. A teenager cannot buy a drink at a bar. A teenager cannot, a teenager cannot rent a car, okay? A teenager cannot drive a truck, and I just saw this on TikTok, which means I don't know if it's true. <laughs> but in New York, apparently, according to TikTok, allegedly, you can't buy whipped cream unless you're 21. I saw it on TikTok. You guys research and see if it's true. But you get the point that I'm making, right? You can't rent a car, but you can carry a gun at 19? No. What kind of sense? Ozzy Osbourne, who's, you know, who's, the, who's the rock and roll guy? recently said that he's leaving America because he's tired of all the shootings. And this is why we have so many shootings, because we make it so easy, we make it easy for people to get guns. If you make it easy for people to get guns, you can't be upset when people use the guns to shoot people. And now we want to give an 18-year-old, I just told you that young adults are trying to cope with life and feeling overwhelmed and smoking weed. <laughs> and now we want to give them guns? Although the weed might counteract the violence, though. You know what I'm saying? Is that true? Oh, yeah, he's my expert over here. But you get the point I'm making. Young adults are not necessarily feeling really great right now. And Mark Pittman thinks that it's a good idea to give them guns. 
totally confused. Totally. And I'm a smart man. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Jamestown Township. This is going to get in my craw, Nakia, okay? All right, here we go. So the Patmos Library, located in Jamestown Township, Michigan, um, voted, apparently the, the people <laughs> that live there, voted to end the funding to the library because these bigots in Michigan decided that this library had too many LGBTQ books and the library shouldn't be funded. So they defunded their own library <laughs> because they had LGBTQ books. Okay? I just want you to, I, this is a pause that I'm intending on purpose. They defunded the library because there are gay books in the library. As if a book can turn somebody gay, people. I mean, come on, right? A book ain't never turned nobody gay, no more, no more than a book has ever turned somebody straight, okay? It's, it's not happening. So if a gay kid reads a straight book, is he going to be straight? What are y'all talking about? What, what are y'all talking about? Why am I yelling? I don't know. What are y'all talking about? What is going on? Okay? Woo! They got rid of the, so so the funding that they get get from the township constitutes eighty five percent of the, the the library's funding. So now the library will probably close because it's lost eighty five percent of what it needs to survive. And now this group oh, they have a name. This group is called the Jamestown Conservatives. Of course they had to be conservative, right? You knew when I started who who these people were, and you also knew something else about them. Not gonna say it, but you see what I'm doing. <laughs> Come on, who else does this? Come on, you see? See what I'm doing? Come on. What is wrong with you? The Jamestown Conservatives, they were shocked to realize there was pornographic and sexually graphic material that were impressionable to kids. See, before, before I get in, be done with this, let me say just a couple of things, all right? Just stay with me. Here's the first one. People who are this afraid of LGBTQ people are probably gay themselves, okay? There are a lot of gays there. In my opinion, I, I ain't got no proof, but there's a lot of gay people apparently on, uh, part of this Jamestown conservative group. Because why are y'all so mad about this? Anybody who gets this mad about gay people existing is probably wrestling with the fact that they think men are attractive and they are a man. <laughs> Or women are cute and they're a woman, which I'm totally for, by the way, 100%. <sighs> I'm, 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 I'm sure there are books in the library about Satanism and atheism in, the, in, in, in my neighborhood. You think I'm going to go to the, to the library and say, take these books out? I don't give a damn. If you want to read a book about Satan, go and read your little book about Satan. I don't care. You know why? Because I'm not threatened by it. I don't want to be a Satanist secretly. So having a Satan book does not bother me. Here's the last thing I'm going to say to this because I got to get to my guest soon. All of these conservative folks in Michigan who are doing this need to understand something very important. You ready for this? Kids don't go to libraries anymore. <laughs> Nobody gets information out of a book, you schmucks. Okay? You're banning books and closing libraries for no reason. All right? And secondly, the time that you used to live in where being gay was a problem, I'm sorry, my friend, that time is over. And you should probably catch up to the rest of us because the world ain't changing back, okay? You can defund the library. You can defund it, whatever you want. But the, the zeitgeist and the spirit of the world has moved on. And tolerance and diversity and love and the embracing of all human beings in spite of what their particularities may be, that's where we are. And I know you don't like that, and I'm sorry that that bothers you, and I'm sorry that it unsettles you the way it does. I know it makes you afraid, but feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> all right, here's my last one. I got two minutes, Nikki, I got two minutes. This story was interesting because I saw this over, I think I saw it on Monday. Uh, so this man, who was the last remaining member of an uncontacted Brazilian indigenous tribe, has died. Did you hear what I just said? This man was the last remaining member of a Brazilian indigenous tribe, and he's died. He, he was known as the man of the whole. 
and he lived in complete isolation for 26 years deep in the Brazilian Amazon. He was given this nickname because he constructed deep holes uh, to catch animals and to hide in, and he resisted all contact and any attempt to be so-called modern, um, although he was observed from afar by experts who would, who would often leave him supplies. Uh, but this, this guy never knew what a television was, never knew what a phone was, doesn't know what in it, he doesn't know TikTok, okay? Yeah, he could never watch me. <laughs> or Nakia, that, for, for that matter, because she's on television too. He, he could never watch either one of us. Um, the rest of his tribe were, were apparently wiped out by several attacks done by cattle ranchers uh, and land grabbers. Of course, of course, for the purposes of money and greed, we wiped out his whole damn tribe. And now this man has died and now his, his people, his tribe, they are completely extinct. There's no more of who and what he comes from. Can you imagine? That's why I want to do this story. I'm, I'm, I'm a little over, but just bear with me. Can you imagine what it must feel like to be the only one of you? I mean, imagine what it must feel like to be the only black person in the world. To be the only Mexican. To, get, to be the only, I, I don't know, uh, Asian person. Can you imagine that? What that must feel like? To be the only one of your kind walking around? Here's my question before I take this break. How would you handle it? If you were the only one left of your tribe, how would you handle it? What would you do? What would you say to the world that would allow your culture, your people to exist into perpetuity after you were gone? Because you've got to think about that. Now, the obvious answer is you should probably run and have a baby with somebody as soon as possible, however it is you go about doing that. Because, you know, if I'm the only one, I'm going to be forced to have another kid, and I don't want another kid. But if I was the only one, I'd be like, look, take one for the team, boy, you know? Now, I'm being funny, and I really got to take this break. But in a lot of ways, a lot of things about who we are as black folks and brown folks and people of color, a lot of, of who we are is already extinct because we've forgotten so many important things that makes us unique, that makes us who we are. Huh? Here's my point. Don't just have babies. Teach your culture to your children so that even after you are gone, they will know something about the world, the mind, the heart, the love, the freedom, the joy, the dance, the God, the beauty, the art the artistic endeavors, the music, the sensibilities that created you. Because just giving somebody a life doesn't mean they're ever going to learn how to live. Yeah. That's good, Dr. Shaw. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Nakia from Abbott Elementary. I love that show, by the way. I actually watch it. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. So, I don't often get to talk to celebrities. And when I do, I love it. Especially when I like the celebrity I'm talking to. And you would, you would be surprised to know and to think that even celebrities have journeys too. They got stories too. And my guest tonight will bear that and she will manifest that in your presence so, you, so that you will never take anybody for granted just because they're famous or popular. Pray for everybody. How about that? Everybody you see, just start praying. Anyway, welcome to the show. Nakia Gambi-Turner! Hi! <laughs> How are you How's doing? it going? I'm good, I'm good. I'm so good. You, you are, I, I love talking to you before the show started. We, you know, you, we had a, she and I had a chance to talk before the show started. And um, I love her. Oh, <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> so, because time is against us, um, let's jump right into it, all right? Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to tee this up and just let you do what you do. Um, okay. Because a part of what you're here to, to do tonight is to talk about um, the journey of the heart relationship. Mm -hmm as it relates mm -hmm. to the journey of the body, which is your bout and your fight with cancer. So here's my first yes. question. How did you find out that you had cancer? Um, I was, so I'm a bit of a hypochondriac, mm -hmm. right? So I was watching this movie um, and the lead of the film had uh, cancer in, I think his scrotum or something. <laughs> so I just, Watching that was like, oh, I haven't done a breast check in a while and felt a lump. So that was around August 2004. I kind of delayed it a little bit. Um, I kept feeling the lump. I was a little nervous about it. Yeah, that was, oh, that's my real titties. Hi, I miss you. 
Um, so I found a lump myself. I eventually went to the doctor in about October, October 25th, 2004. I was diagnosed with stage two uh, ductal carcinoma in situ, which is a cancer that lives inside the milk ducts of your breast. So wow. that's pretty I found out. And then when I got the call, because my doctor was like, I'm very, you know, um, I'm very diligent about this. You're too young, you know, because we're no, we're told that this is a very, um, a white woman's, a 50 year old white woman's disease, you know, mm -hmm. so you don't really go get checked or they don't tell you though, that it reaches back to your maternal, you know, family. If your, if your mother's mother's mother had it, you know, so it was a very quick diagnosis, but it was also like, I'm glad I caught, we caught it early because if I would have delayed or my gynecologist was like, oh, you're fine. And it stayed there. It could have been far worse. So I'm really grateful for her. Mm. My other experience with some of the doctors was a little mm -hmm, much to be desired, but God is good. And he brought someone to us that really knew what she was doing. Um, and she's a little, she was a little bit older than me and a black surgeon. So, I um, mean, I've known her since I was a child. Like this was mm. ordained. Yeah. Like yeah. You say, she saved me. Seriously. Mm. I would not be here probably without her. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Mm. As am I. Let me tell you, as am I. <laughs> How and I was 30 years old. I was 30 years old. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You, you, I'm 48 you, now. His age. Yeah, he's. You don't look, you don't look a day over 34. Well, thank you. I will receive that. I take that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hold on one second. How come I just tell my How come you don't tell me stuff like that? Anyway, Nikki, I'm back to you. All right. Uh, because this, okay. this one over here is going straight to hell. He don't know it yet, but that's where he's going. <laughs> so how did, you tell you look 34? how did you react to the news? So when you got the news, did you have a reaction? Um, so when... I did everything backwards. So I had an ultrasound first, then I had um, a, a biopsy. And after the biopsy, it was supposed to take a couple of days, but again, my gynecologist was on it. Not a black woman, but also she's the best. Um, she, she called, I saw the number, I looked at the phone. And usually when she calls me and tells me a result, it's like, oh, you're fine. When she called, when she called me this time, she was like, hey, Nakia, how you doing? I immediately started crying because wow. I knew I had cancer. <laughs> Amelia started crying. I, my, I was staying at my mother's house because she um, had taken me to the biopsy and I needed to recover a little bit. And uh, I just kind of screamed to her, mom. And before she could even get to the room, I think I probably threw the phone at her and was just like, I can't listen anymore. And so she kind of took over from there. Then as I calmed down, I found out what it was, what I had to do and all that kind of stuff. But it was a journey. I had five surgeries in three years. I I didn't know what I wanted to do with my body. I didn't know what I wanted. I, I was mourning the loss of the fact that I'm just getting used to these boobs that I had. And it was it was devastating. It was, mm. And I know people, you know, it's such a hard thing to explain because here's this part of your womanhood that is being taken from you mm. and you're 30 years old. I don't have a husband. I don't have no kids. Not that I wanted any kids anyway, but, <laughs> but you know, I'm just, I'm still out here trying to be this woman of the world. And now I don't know how this is going to be. I don't know how, the, if this is going to stop me. I don't know if I'm going to die. I don't know if I'm going to die, mm. you know? So it was very, um, Cathartic. Also, I was really pissed off with God. I was like, you know, I'm a child. I'm your child. Like, how could you like, what did I do? How could you do this to me? Like, what does this mean for me? Um, and, and what people don't understand too, is it, is it is okay to be upset with God. Like he knows, he knows he has to bring us through these trials in order for us to be on the other side of where he wants to take us, which I understand that now mm. I did not understand when I was going through it. Um, because why, why me? Why not any of my friends? Also, I'm 30 years old, I'm 30. I'm just getting started. Like I'm finally understanding what it means to be an adult, kinda. I'm on my own. I've been on my own since I was 23, but now it's not favors. It's not like, oh, how do I do this? It's like, okay, this is a part of my life where I'm supposed to start thinking about my future, what I wanna do with my life, my endeavors and all that kind of stuff. And it was to have to 
mentally prepare yourself for the idea of death is already a cluster. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But then you survive it. <laughs> what? What do I do now? And now I'm scarred for the ages. Like, I don't have, I have something here. I have implants, you know, I had the reconstruction and all that kind of stuff, but it took, it doesn't look like boobs. You know, mm. it took me forever to even look in the mirror at myself, mm. like naked. Mm. So you can imagine the idea of dating someone could be a little iffy too. So immediately, and not immediately, because not immediately enough, in about 2007, I decided that I was going to go to therapy. Um, and I thought I was going to therapy for cancer, but it was a whole, yeah, it was a whole other opening of everything, of all the trauma, of all the, of everything. And I'm grateful for that too. What started out being something that I didn't think I could overcome ended up being a healing of my entire life. So mm. I'm really grateful. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when you talked about um, looking at yourself in the mirror, your, your, your face changed. Um, what, what was that? What, what came over you when you mentioned that? Um, the fact that I can actually look at it now and accept where I am and who I am and how it looks and it doesn't bother me in the same way, it kind of it, it it makes me feel good mm. but also i i can't imagine sometimes what it might feel like to look at for other people mm. Mm. I, I shared a photo on instagram years ago every october i kind of put a picture of myself um with my scars uh just so that i can remember and so that people are not so like caught off guard or shocked but i also think people need to see more of that. And that's one of the things I would love to see more on television too, is women who are kind of battle scarred in that way. Like mm. if there was a survivor story and there would needed to be nudity, I would love to see that. Yeah. You know, because you know, there's plenty of women that have that that need to feel like they're represented too. You 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 going exactly where I was going to ask. Um, and, and that is, what, 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 what is your message to women, right? Um, both before they're diagnosed and also after they've come through something similar to what you've gone through. I think the first thing is there's going to be panic. You're not going to know what to do. You're not going to have all the answers. I would, you know, and it's hard to trust yourself in situations like this but it's also really important to advocate for yourself make sure you go and get a second opinion i know it is something that you don't want to have to deal with and you just want to get through it and it's totally fine but some but doctors make mistakes people are people they're humans and they make mistakes so they don't always have all of the answers which is why it's very, very wise to just go get a second opinion. If they happen to turn out to be the same thing, then you absolutely know. But we we spend a lot of time um, not advocating for ourselves, not asking questions, not doing research for ourselves. And I know in the, in the time that I was kind of going through it, I had to force myself to go and find out information because the set of doctors that I got with uh, before treated me like, a black woman, like, and, and uh, the N-word, they treated me like the, an N-word, they, it was bad. Yeah. And without going, well, without going into too much, too much detail, one of the doctors said to me, um, well, we'll just take your breasts and do our research, and then you could go get a job at Savon's or Ralph's and get some good insurance. So forget what I do for a living, forget that I'm a human being, forget that, you know, oh, I'm just going to go find a job at Savon's or Ralph's because they probably have good insurance and we could just you know, put your boot back on. I was like, oh, okay. Well, no, I won't be doing that. And I was out the door. Then I found my other doctor and she saved my life. I answered every question, everything that I needed to know, everything that I wanted to know, you know, so that is one thing that I would say. Also, if you are struggling 
with surviving. If you're struggling with that, you're still here and you don't understand why, um, or you, you're afraid of what the next steps are, mm-hmm. I would say talk to someone else who is a survivor. If you don't know one, ask someone who is. It was very difficult for me because I was 30 years old and all the women that I was talking to were 60 and stuff like that. Yeah. But one of the one of the one of the greatest things about being a survivor and in the limelight is that I'm available. I can be readily available to have those discussions. Yeah. Nikia, Nikia, hold on. I, I gotta take this break, okay? When we come okay. when we come back, I wanna I wanna ask you uh, to give us what you have to say to women living with scars. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. We're, we're, we're going to do that right after this riveting conversation, isn't it? I mean, she is a gift. <laughs> yes, she is. We'll be right back right after this. Welcome back, everybody. I am talking to Nakia Danby Turner. She is one of the breakout stars <laughs> of the breakout show Abbott Elementary. And if you I don't have... think you for saying that, even though I'm not. <laughs> Listen, you are to me. So, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and, and again, before I left, I told everybody that, that that it was a riveting conversation because this really is. I mean, it's just oh, thank to, you. to listen to you talk about this journey and this battle with cancer and losing, you know, uh, your breast and having to come to terms with that. And I promised before we took the break that I would give you a little time to talk to because there are a lot of women out there who are living with scars. Yes. Talk to them for a second. What's your what's your word to them? Um, so just so everyone knows, and I'm sure everyone is probably clear on this, and if you're not clear on this, I'm gonna help you be clear on this. No one makes it out of here unscathed. So it's either emotional scars or physical, whether it's emotional scars or physical scars, you're always right after you're healed, you're walking back kind of down into a valley. And it doesn't necessarily mean that all your valleys are going to have the same kind of problems or be problematic at all. But the point is that at some point, something is going to touch you and leave its mark. Mm. So what we have to do is we have to go and try and heal our insides and heal and, and, and the wounds, but as a reminder, it tells us how far we have come. Mm. So it shows us that we are uh, resilient. It shows us that we can move through any situation as long as our faith is with us, mm. as long as we know that um, that we are still, I don't wanna say viable, but I feel like that's the word that I'm using. When I, when I had cancer, and I and it really didn't register that I might die because I still felt like I had so much more to do here. Mm-hmm. And, and and to give and to offer and to, and, right and, and to give and, and to offer now, now, and Nikia, to share. Nikia, Nikia, yes. hold on a second because mm-hmm. because oh, I, sorry. No, it's okay because I set you up and you did and you yeah. didn't, you didn't know it. I set you up right there because I wanted you to switch over into that side of your brain where you affirm and celebrate, right? So that mm-hmm. I, so you with me, I can tell, the look on your face tells me you, you're so with me. So that when I talk to you about your apprehension about dating, you could talk to me from that side of your brain, right? Yes. So, so, yes. so just, because you stated it earlier, so state it again. What's your greatest apprehension when it comes to dating after you've gone through this journey with cancer and survive? I am, well, I am 99%, like in my, in my wholeness, I feel very whole. And finding all this stuff about myself and, and, and loving on myself the way that I do, I have... I don't want to say trepidation, but I've I've looked at what the dating pool kind of looks like, and there are not a lot. And I won't. It feels like there's just not a lot of healthy men. There you go. Don't don't filter. Don't filter. Just say it because you're filtering. (laughs) Okay. It feels like there's not a lot of healthy men. There's not a lot of men who are trying to be self-aware or understand who they are or understand what anybody else 
is going through. So when I present myself and I'm and I'm marked and my body is not what what society says it's supposed to look like, um, it it's hurtful. Yeah. You know, um, I can't control my weight at this point. My weight does what it wants to do. I was much bigger when I had cancer because of all the stuff that I had to go through. And I was talking to someone I was talking to, and it was, it was a guy and he was a nutritionist and he was like, what your body did was kind of like protects itself. So it's healing from the inside out. And however that looks is how it looks. So now I'm feeling myself and I go into these situations where I'm like, yeah, this is me. And now I have to go, oh, wait a minute. Um, so I don't know if you're a boob guy or not, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have boobs and not in that way. And, oh, I could just show you or will it make you uncomfortable or, you know? Okay, stop, or if stop, I did want stop, to be- stop, okay, stop. Okay. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Because, because I have some really good news for you. Okay. You might, you may absolutely be right. And okay. I, I think, I think she is right that there aren't a lot of self-aware guys. There aren't a lot of guys who are not driven and controlled by appearance and looks and what, and, and what we are used to. But here's the good news. You don't need a lot. You just need one. Right. That's, well, where do I find you? Where but, but, I'm about to get to that. <laughs> I'm about to get to that. But, but, but before we find them, we've got to change our psychology as it relates to who is actually out there and are and is he available. So I'm saying to you, in spite of what you've encountered about a bunch of guys, right, and, and, mm-hmm. and all of that may be true, we're just looking for the right one, the one who is right. able to see you in your fullness, in your beauty, and, and, and someone who believes that your journey is the thing that makes you beautiful. Right? And I'm telling yes. you, that guy is out there. That, that Where guy Where he at? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I am Nikia, 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 on... Nikia, hold on. I got, I got, I got okay. to take a break. I got to take a break. Would you mind staying a little while longer? Sure. Okay. Sure. So stick around a little while longer. We're going to take this break, and I'm going to try to answer that question. Where he at? Y'all pray for me, okay? We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. I'm talking to Nakia. Nakia, I want to get right to this. All right. Okay. So, 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 okay. let me ask a couple of questions. So, when was, when was the last time you 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 went out on a date or you dated someone? When was the last time? The last time that I can officially say that I had an actual date was when I lived in Chicago in 2017. Okay. So, so a couple of years ago. How yeah. was that? You know. Um, well, at the time that I was in Chicago, I was definitely there for, um, I had so much stuff going. It wasn't just me having cancer. My mother had cancer. My mother was hit by a car crossing the street. I had to take care of her. It was a lot of stuff that was going on. Mm. And I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing or when, who I was supposed to be after all of that trauma. Mm. So I definitely dug into my therapist, but I also needed to be alone with God. So I just moved to Chicago to just kind of figure it out and see what God actually wanted me to be doing. But when I was there, I also had this, um, I want to say, I won't say hoochie girl moment, but I had a time. I had a good time. Boy, we had a time last night. (laughs) I had a time last night. I, you know, I went to Chicago. I remembered that I was cute. I remembered that I had healed, you know, this part of myself that I thought was gone and that my confidence had come soaring back also because, you know, all of these, you know, men were just loving on whatever size this was. And, but it also was me. I think, you know, I, not, I don't, I don't think I know that I was going, flowing through while I was going through. So mm. whatever was coming from within was showing itself in that space to whomever. And for two years, I actually did date a lot. And I remembered what it felt like to be a woman. I remember searching to feel like a woman because I wasn't getting the attention that I would normally get because you saw the picture. That's how I looked before I had cancer. So it was a different mindset too, I believe. And that, and that, wait, 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 wait. And that's my answer to your question. Because I've been setting you up this whole conversation. All day. 
They pay me to do this, people. They pay me to do this. Because that's... So you think I didn't answer my question my own self? I'm, say, I'm, saying. Saying, I'm saying that's where he is. In Chicago? <laughs> okay. Metaphorically speaking, <laughs> he is... He is wherever that place is in you that reminds uh-huh. you that you are very much still a woman, that you are very much still lovable and attractive and beautiful. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I was just like, oh, ah, you, you are affirming. You are affirming. Okay. And so I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> That's where okay. he is. Because when you show up and you give that to the world and you, and, and you, say, you say to, ev- to every man out there watching and looking, listen. You can pass if you want to, but it'll be the dumbest thing you ever did in your life. I may, not, I, I may not be the chick you just left. I'm on a roll, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I'm ready for this. I may not be the chick that you just left, but I am someone who has the power to bless your life. I Ooh. can bless and change your life. And when you show up with that, then men who are on that frequency, that vibration, that sense of spirit, they are gonna be drawn and attracted to you, right? Because what, yes. what, has, what, what, what has made you vivacious and beautiful is your confidence, your honesty, your authenticity. And I'm telling you, that's, that's where he's hiding. He's hiding in the place, okay. he's hiding in the place where you no longer visit enough. Hmm. Where I no longer visit enough. You mean within myself or yes. just out in the world? It, within yourself. So you're saying I need, so I need to present that more out into the world. I'm saying this, that we all have a part of us. Let, let's, let's, let's talk church for a second, okay? Let's be church. Okay, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, we all have a part of us where we believe God and we, yes. be, we believe God with our career or with our health or with whatever. And then we also have a part of us where we don't believe as much. And so we say, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. And I'm saying that you are healed. You are a survivor. You are amazing. You are articulate, bright. Your light shines. When when you came on this screen, your light was shining. But I'm saying saying with all of that being true, you still have this one area of your life, right, where you have doubts and where you have questions. And I'm saying that that doesn't cancel the other areas. That doesn't mean the other stuff isn't true. Both things can be true at the same time. I, all I'm saying tonight is this. Take some of what you have for that other area and apply it to this area. And you will, in that moment, begin to draw people who understand what it means to walk with someone who isn't shallow, who isn't just here for the moment, but who really has something that can literally change a man's life. Wow. Wow. You good, Dr. Tom? <laughs> Thank you, Nakia. <laughs> you good. You good. Yeah. And I didn't. I never. I didn't think about it that way. I, you know, I knew. I know what I have to offer. I know. I know who I am. I'm very solid in that. I yeah. And I think you know, with God, you push past fear. You always have to push past fear, but you have to go with Him to do it. So, uh, or He has to be with you to do it. So, although in my mind, I, f- I say that I'm open, something around here is not yeah. pushing out enough so that he can come. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's I it. I got it. Listen, that's it. What you just said is exactly what I'm trying to give you tonight. If, if, yeah. you, if you can just push a little more in that area yeah. and go forward, you will create the space for him to show up and manifest. The good part of this is that I'm I'm thankful to not be closed off or bitter mm. about any situation mm. that I've been in. I do want to give. I'm a you know I'm a giver. I know what my love language is. Like I said, therapy. I've had a lot of therapy. So so now to to share this new me, this 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 me with someone is a little daunting. It is a little nerve wracking. It makes me a little nervous because I don't want to be triggered into something old because Mm. of a mistake I may have made. Mm. So you just shed 
a whole lot of light on that. And also when you said walking with God, like I have to trust God all through it all and not doubt one bit yeah. that this is possible. Yeah, yeah, because I believe it is. And I, and I believe you and I are going to virtually touch and agree that you're going to find the love you want. You're going to find the man that you deserve. You just right. have to be ready. When I say ready, I don't mean ready for him. I mean ready for ready, you. Ready, yeah, no. Right, right, yes. ready for you. Yes. And you're, you're doing that yeah. work. Um, yes. And I, and I, I listen, I, I, I could literally talk to you the whole hour. Me too, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they would yell at me for, you didn't do any ass, Dr. Sean. Well, I just have to come back. I just have to come back. Okay, listen, you, you are always welcome. <laughs> because we, we didn't get to talk about Abbott Elementary or how you got that. Or I anything. know, nothing. Or my little, my little illustrious career. But that's yeah. okay. We you, got you. And, we'll, and, we'll talk about and, it again. And you were insecure, weren't you? Yes, I was. See? Yes, I was. I love insecure. In Colombiana, y'all don't, yeah. That was like 2006. That was my first big, like, to dig, you dig. Yeah, listen, I listen, am. Listen, <laughs> listen. And I'm going I'm to leave you with this. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the same God. Mm. And the same God. Who does all that. And the same God. Can do this too. <laughs> Nakia, thank you for coming on. <laughs> thank you for having me, Sean. Thank you for having me, Dr. Sean. Right. I really appreciate it. All right, everybody. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with Ask Dr. Sean right after this. A lot of aha moments out of that conversation. Highly play that bumper. Kylie's been a ways. Finger trigger is a little slow. <laughs> anyway, wow, right? Who knew that you could be absolutely amazing in one area of your life and still have apprehensions about another? Who knew that you can trust and have faith and believe that you're going to be okay in this segment of who you are, but then have deep suspicions and skepticisms and doubts and recriminations and be cynical about another part of who you are? That's what we saw tonight. But what you also saw tonight was someone coming to terms with the fact that if you just apply the faith you have over here to what you're doing over there, you'll be all right. I love that conversation tonight. I love her journey. I love her spirit. I love her courage. And I am believing as much as I'm praying that she is now believing that she's going to find exactly what she's looking for. Because when you're ready, when you're open and when you're healed and when you're confident, you draw people to you. The more you sit around and doubt, the more you sit around and sort of talk yourself down and worry about what you ain't and what you not and what you lost and who left, you push the best people away and you draw the people who are drawn to that kind of energy. Teach, Dr. Sean. Maybe we need to change what we're putting out and that will on its own change who we're letting in, who's showing up. Give the world the best of what you have in you by giving it to yourself first. And you will draw the love that you deserve. Now, is it a formula? Of course not. Does it happen overnight? Of course it doesn't happen overnight. But it won't happen at all until you start believing in the area where you have the most doubt. So whatever that area is for you, come on, pull yourself together and believe that you're going to have the future you deserve. All right, I could go on, but I got to do some Ask Dr. Sean. Ask Dr. Sean highly. Lay the bumper, man. <laughs> All right, so uh, always seeing great videos. I appreciate the fact that you do. Uh, let's watch this one right now. Hi, Dr. Sean. I'm Harry Wilmington from Los Angeles. I'm 40 years old, and I want to date women that are much younger than me, like mid to late 20s. But when I've expressed this to women, they say it sounds creepy. Meanwhile, I know women my age that have expressed wanting to date younger men in the same age range, but they get nothing but praise and encouragement to do so. So why is there so much pushback when men want to date younger women but not when women express wanting to date younger men. I'd love to know your thoughts. Well, first it might be the case that you need some better friends. Because I don't, what's creepy about that? I, I mean, in fact, men date younger women all the time. Men are celebrated for dating younger women. I mean, I, I really don't, I'm not familiar with any consistent community of people or friendship circle that thinks it's creepy for a man, older man, to date a younger woman. Men are literally slapping each other on the back, high-fiving each other in the locker room for that. It's women who bear the brunt of the critique and criticism if an older woman dates a younger man. She's seen as being 
creepy and uh, cougar and all the well all we we got cougar we got saber tooth we got names for women we have no names for men who do it so what i would say to you is first of all you date who you want to date as long as everybody is legal and consenting okay as long as everybody is of legal age to be dating and having sex and everybody is a consenting adult saying yes to whatever it is y'all are trying to do as grown folks. It ain't nobody's business but yours. Let people say what they want to say. Let me tell you something. If you find the love you needed and always wanted and always prayed for and that love came 20 years younger than you, you're not going to reach for it and grab it and keep it and love it because what other people think about it. If that's the case, then you ain't ready for love. Stay single. When the love you want shows up, you got to say, look, I'm sorry, cousin, friend, Steve-O. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to have what I've been waiting for. And again, people, people, if you were dating someone who was your exact same age, people would have things to say about that too. You're never going to stop people from having an opinion, okay? They're always going to have an opinion. What matters and what counts is how much you care about the opinions that they have. I'm inviting you not to give a serious damn about what people think about what you like. As long as everybody is a consenting adult of legal age, man, have at it. Get love and joy and peace and pleasure where you can find it. Because the, the day is soon coming where you won't be able to do that, okay? Because you're getting older. <laughs> you see how I did that? Anyway, thank you for tuning in tonight. Nakia, what an amazing gift. Root for her as she does her great work on Abbott Elementary. Watch the show. Watch this show too, okay? Because we do great things here too. Y'all be good to each other. Be kind, open-minded, and remember, I love you. Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today. It's Macy's Labor Day sale, so gear up as summer cools down with 30% off timeless looks from Levi's and specials like 30 to 50% off statement making shoes for her and 60% off luggage from Samsonite and more. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and get an extra 20% off more great deals. Plus, Star Rewards members can earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Going on now. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.